Good evening. Coming to my world, Steffi's world. I'm your host, Stephanie Cosby. It is going on about 10 p.m. And I just wanted to come on. You see the title of this podcast is Happy Library Workers Today. Today is Happy Library Workers Day. And I just wanted to come on and give a shout out to some of my unsung heroes. To my library workers, this is for you and to let you know that I see you. I know that there is so much more to you than just reading books, which some seem to think that that is all that people who work in a library do. I know that you do more than just check in and check out books, collect fines and shell. See, I know this because I am you. I am by title a library assistant. I have about 13 years in the game. I am happy to say happy Library Workers Day because we sometimes don't get the respect that is due because some have never let us forget that we are not librarians. See, there's a difference. I have had some that know all of what I do say that I am one no matter what, who says what. I don't carry the title, but I do the same thing that some of them do. I tell them, please let them have it. Let them have the title. They have the letters behind their name and I have much respect for them. I know what I do without the letters. I have also worn dual hats in two different departments while working at the library. While doing circulation duties, which is the check-in, check-out, collecting fines, that sort of thing, I also worked in the literacy department. I work with um, ABE, adult basic education students, which is um, adult low-level readers, that sort of thing. And I have worked with intermediate and advanced ESL students. I really like to work with the students more with uh, vocabulary, um, idioms, that sort of thing. It's nothing like explaining to someone and getting them to understand really when we say it's raining cats and dogs, we don't mean that you're going to see cats and dogs. So that was kind of rewarding. And the best was. Years ago, my boss entrusted me to start a citizenship class. She allowed me to take the ball and run with it. I had no idea what I was doing. I really didn't know how I was going to structure it. So I just set the class as like a prep for getting a person ready to take the citizenship test. Interview um, techniques, any tips that I could give them, and drilling them with the 100 questions. So that's how I structured the class. And right out the gate, I had two students pass. And I was like, okay, I can do this. Um, I think I started that class in 2010. Felt like a proud mom. And I would try to attend all my students' naturalization ceremony because that was seeing it through to the end. We worked to get them to pass the test, but to me, the final finish line was to see them swear in and become United States citizen. I've had almost 100% um, success rate. I can only remember of maybe two to three students 
to date that did not pass the test. One had to wait a little while because you can only double fail and then you have to wait and start the process all over. And I have had probably approximately 24 students that have passed their tests. So that part has been very, very rewarding. Right now, everything's up in the air because um, we're not doing in-person programming because of the pandemic that's still going on. So that's had to be uh, put on pause. I get very upset when people are dismissive to those who work in the library. Like I hear a butter joke, oh, did you work in the library? Or, uh, oh, it's just a library worker. It is not the lazy position that you think. There's never a dull moment. So that's why I don't have time to read. I see all these great books that come in and I don't have time to read because there's always something going on. So, no, it's just not us sitting at the desk reading. That's not what we do. Um, the library fines do not go in my pocket. I do not take enjoyment in having to ask you to pay. We have fines. When they get to a certain amount, they need to be paid. And I have to, I have to say something. That's part of my job. I don't get enjoyment. It's not going to me. And people just do not understand that. They do not. And they really think and act like I'm putting it in my pocket. It does nothing to enhance me. Nothing at all. I answer countless number of phone calls. Everything from are you open to what is number such and such on, our, on my crossword puzzle. I am a problem solver and a multitasker. A lot of times while I'm doing this that, and the third, I'm also doing other things. That's why it gets hectic. If you have not seen the movie, The Public, you should check it out. It was a movie that um, spotlighted and was taken from the day-to-day um, things that was at a library. I believe it might've been Cleveland, Ohio. I'm not sure, but I believe it was Ohio. And it just showed what happened and the way that it was the cornerstone. And, um, one night, I think like the homeless people or the regulars just rebelled and would not leave the library. And it was a standoff. So you need to see what we deal with on a day to day basis. They nailed it. They talked to someone and they really, really sat down and they nailed it. They got it right. Um, some people think libraries are obsolete. And I want to have those people know that probably almost two and a half years ago, we had a Cat 5 hurricane directly hit this area. We had to open shortly after that to be able to serve the needs of the community from having FEMA use our space to having to offer services to people who need it. Now, mind you, while we were doing all of that, my parents lost my childhood home that I was living with them at the time. So I'm trying to scramble, find a place to stay. We're going through all of this, and yet I was having to report back to work, which was fairly soon for me dealing with all this. I was literally crying in between patrons, going out to my car, crying in the bathroom. And finally, a woman watched me wait on person after person after person, hear the stories of what happened and what they lived. He came over and very sincerely asked me, are you okay? 
and she meant it. She was working with the organization Samaritan's Purse that was here, and I would never forget them. Every time I see their uh, trucks and stuff, I always look because I would never forget her. She gave me some material, and she prayed with me right then and right there, and I just cried because I needed that. I needed somebody to listen. I needed to let it out, and she was there, and I would never forget her. I had to relocate to another part of town for a while, and I worked at another branch. And all I can say to that is, even though we are part of a system, there's no place like home. So I wanted to get back to my home branch, and I did that as soon as I could. But for a while, I was away from what I knew. Um, This year, well, last year, the pandemic came with another set of challenges. I was pulled out early on because I'm immunocompromised. So my doctor was like, you absolutely cannot be in contact with the public like that. You you just can't. And um, I got pulled out of things early on. Um, when I did have to return, which was months later, I still thought it was too soon because the pandemic was still raging. And I just had seen the horror stories of the viral videos of asking someone to wear a mask and what would happen. And I didn't want that, but I didn't have to worry about that long because my state never had a mask mandate. So that was the least of my worries of asking somebody to wear a mask. Um, I returned back to plexiglass and people don't understand the concept of plexiglass. They want to step it around. They still want to get too close to me. Some want to touch me. Um, Some want to lower their mask while talking me and it was just scary and it was nerve-wracking again i was running to the bathroom my car and anywhere else to just cry because it was entirely too much and it was a lot people do not understand the concept of quarantine they don't understand the concept of quarantine because most did not do a proper quarantine themselves they do not understand why items that they have taken out the library needs to go in quarantine They have to. That's what we do. And they just do not understand it. The virus is not over and it is not being taken serious, just like it wasn't taken seriously at the beginning. People thanked me for working and turned around and told me not to give in to fear. And that this was just. That's what I was told early on. And now I'm being met with the same thing. Well, it's not that bad. And oh, my gosh. And but you're touching everything and this, that, and the third. I wanna say to the library worker out there, we are all in this together. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do. Thank you. I also thank myself. In closing, it's my mommy's birthday. I got a chance to spend some time with you. Just wanted to say that in case this finds you some kind of way. Sometimes you and dad listen to my stuff, sometimes not. Tomorrow, I go and get my second dose of the Pfizer vaccine. I'm super excited, a little nervous, but I can breathe a little easy. I always say, Stay safe, stay well, and try to love one another.
If you want to connect with me, you can find me at Cosby, C-O-S-B-E-E on Twitter. Or you can find me at Stephanie Cosby on all other social media platforms. Have a good evening. To the next time. Peace.